Pray with me if you will. Dear God, we thank you that we can celebrate your birth. Lord, we thank you that we have the opportunity to remember and to reflect on your coming. God, we thank you that you've given us life, that you've given us breath. And Lord, we ask that as we get ready to open up the word of God, that you will speak to us. God, that you will transform our hearts and our minds. God, I pray that every stumbling block, every mental block that is somehow impeding us would be removed so that your Holy Spirit might do a work. And we pray this in your mighty name. Amen. So Merry Christmas, everybody. Everybody can say Merry Christmas back if you want to. Merry Christmas and Merry Christmas to everybody at home uh, and happy holidays. And so today I'm excited to get into the word with you. And so if you have your Bible or you have your phone or a tablet or whatever device that you might want to use, we're going to be in Isaiah chapter 11 and we're going to be looking at verses 1, 6, 7, 8, and 9. And it's also going to be projected to my left. And it reads like this. It says, a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. We're going to talk a little bit about what that fruit could be. In verse 6, the wolf will live with the lamb. The leopard will lie down with the goat. The calf and the lion and the yearling together. And a little child will lead them. The cow will feed with the bear, their young will lie down together, and the lion will eat straw like the ox. The infant will play near the cobra's den. The young child will put its hand into the viper's nest. And I love this verse 9. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain. And you might want to underline this next part. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Our world is in crisis. You see, uh, I was thinking about peace and the very thing that stands against peace in our world is conflict, right? War. And so since March of 2011, there's been a conflict that you have heard on the news many times about. It's the Syrian civil war. And over the nine long years, people have been killed, but people have been displaced. Over five million people have become refugees and scattered across the Middle East, into Europe, and even to reach the shores of America. The world is in crisis. You see, also, if we think about here at home, in the United States of America, according to the Washington Post, There have been 1,008 people, individuals, who have been gunned down by the police. Now, wherever you stand on issues of police brutality, Black Lives Matter, or wherever else that may sit, we can all agree that the loss of life, any loss of life, is tragic. The world is in crisis. If we were to move from the shores of America right here to our city in Austin, There's this great little nonprofit, not little, actually a rather large nonprofit called The Front Steps. And it is local to here and it works with the homeless population. 
In fact, the other day I was driving on East Riverside and I saw what was Tent City. And I thought to myself, my goodness, these people, how are they living? How are they surviving? What is their quality of life like? And Front Steps says that there are more than 2,500 people that are living right now in our city and are experiencing homelessness. And last but not least, we know that COVID has ravaged our nation, ravaged the world, so to speak. 300,000 people have died. But did you know this, that there is a great disparity among those who are dying? For Native Americans, Blacks, and Hispanics, they are more than three times likelier to die than their white counterparts. The world is in crisis. But although our world is in crisis, there's something about the Advent season that reminds me and that I hope will remind you that peace will prevail. You see, peace in the Old Testament comes from the, the Hebrew word shalom. And shalom doesn't just mean the absence of conflict. It literally means to be complete or whole. It means for there to be a restoredness to the brokenness of the world. And so when we think about peace, when we think about the issues and the crises that I just rattled off, I want you to realize that peace and restoration will prevail. But it's mainly because in this Advent season, that Advent is not just a time where we remember and reflect upon the first coming of our Messiah, him taking on flesh and dwelling among us and spreading his truth and his grace but it is also a time where we look forward to, where we anticipate, where we wait for the second coming of the Lord. And so this afternoon, I want us to think a little bit about that second coming. I want us to think about how the second coming of Jesus Christ, the return of a good and perfect and holy and righteous king, how he will make peace prevail. And so let's look again at Isaiah chapter 11. Verse one says, a shoot will come from the stump of Jesse. Let's pause there. So Jesse is the father of the great King David. You know him. He's the one who slew Goliath. And all this scripture is trying to get us to remember and to think about is that there will be someone in the lineage of the great King David who will come and be the Messiah, the anointed one. It's pointing to Jesus in the New Testament. And from his root, a branch will bear fruit. Now, I wish we had time to look at verses two through five, but we don't. So we're just going to skip down right into six. And it says from his roots, a branch will bear fruit. Jesus will bear fruit. And the, the fruit that he will bear will be verses six, seven, eight, and nine. It's this idea of something called the peaceable kingdom. Scholars call it this because we see that a wolf lies down with a lamb. Now that's, 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 that's crazy, right? Because you have this carnivorous, vivacious animal that seeks to lay down with this meek and mild animal in the lamb. And yet there is no conflict. 
The leopard will lie down with a goat and the calf and the lion and the yearling together and a little child will lead them. They will be so gentle. They will be so subdued and submissive that a child in their innocence, in their inexperience even, can lead them. Verse 7, the cow will feed with the bear and their young will lie down together and the lion will eat straw like ox and the infant will play near the cobra's den. I don't know about you, but I'm not a fan of snakes. I hate them. I'm not scared of them. Cherish is scared of them. In fact, the first time I ever really saw Cherish run in our marriage was one time there was a little baby snake and it slithered, I mean, tiny, and it slithered across the sidewalk and she just took off running. And so to think that an infant will play near the cobra's den. And this is my favorite image. The child, the young child, will put its hand into the viper's net and won't nest and won't be met with fangs, but with care. You see, that imagery is something that I'm living for. Because that imagery, that symbolism, if you will, is what the Lord promises to us. He promises us a peace that will prevail, a peace that won't only have an external impact, but will also have an internal impact. Let's talk about the, in, the external impact of peace. The scriptures tell us that when Jesus returns, that Isaiah 2 and 4 says, he will settle disputes among the nations and provide arbitration for many peoples. They will beat their swords into plows and their spears into pruning knives. A pruning knife is something that you use to, to go and uh, cut out grapes or vegetables. And the nation will not take up the sword against nation, as they will never again train for war. In the old King James Version, it says they will no longer study war. In fact, in South Carolina, where I grew up, they used to sing this song that I never understood while I was a child. And they would say they're going to study war no more. They're going to study war no more. Well, this is what peace prevailing looks like. That war will no longer have to be even endured. You see, that is the day that we as believers, as we as followers of Jesus should beg for, should hope for should anticipate and look for and let the Advent season be that. But also, there will be this external peace, this external impact. There will be internal peace. You see, for me, I have lived a life of mostly joy. But there's been some dark seasons. There's been some times where life has given me a one-two punch and laid me out like Nate Robinson. I don't know if y'all saw that fight. But... The peace, the turmoil that I have experienced personally in my own life. You see, I struggle with a disorder. I struggle with a mental health disorder known as bipolar disorder. And in my life, there's been times when I've looked for a life vest and I found none. I've only drowned in my own mental anguish. But then I'm reminded of John chapter 14, verse 27. It says, peace. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. Peace, I leave with you. My peace, my arene, I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. You see, on that verse, I've had to camp out. I've had to live and I've had to think about how peace will prevail in my own life as I've had dark days and days that have taken me and laid me out, like I said, like Nate Robinson. 
but I'm looking forward to a day when peace will not be temporary. You see, to, 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 to wrap us up a little bit, I want us to think about World War I. We've just surpassed the 100th year mark of the Treaty of Versailles. And the Treaty of Versailles was signed by President Woodrow Wilson and three of these other Axis powers leaders on June 28, 1919. They got together in France and they ended what was known as the Great War. But what happened is, although they signed it on June 28, 1919, it did not take effect until January the 10th, 1920, a hundred years ago. You see, for us, peace is in this insurmountable peace that we're looking forward to, this peace that will prevail, this restoration that will prevail, this shalom that will prevail. It has began to take root. But like that peace treaty that got signed on June 28, 1919, it was signed, but not yet has it taken full effect. But I will tell you that as we think about Revelation chapter 1, verse 7, where it says that on the clouds, he will come in glory. That one day, Advent reminds us that Jesus, our King, shall return. And when he returns, that peace and restoration will prevail. Today I offer you this, that if you don't know Jesus, if you have not committed your life to him, then you will miss out on this peace. You will miss out on this peace that when he returns, he will make all things right. And so I offer you him today, but I also offer you the peace that he brought through his first coming. That John 14, 27 peace, the peace that I give to you that the world cannot take away. And so I pray that we will live in an anticipation and a looking forward to of that peace. Let's pray. God, we ask that you would remind us to be looking forward to, to be anticipating peace. God, let us not throw that word around and miss out on the depth of it. Let us beg you, Lord, for peace among the nations in the Middle East, in our very nation, that restoration would take root and that we begin to see it now, but we will know it more fully once you return. And God, we pray this in the name, the matchless name, the mighty name of your son, Jesus. Amen.